At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Betting Network. Welcome back to The Look Ahead. I'm Scott Sadenberg here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, always on Twitter at Scott's On Air. If you're a VSIN subscriber, you might have seen a uh, pick from me sent out the other day as a part of your daily subscriber email when you get your best bets from hosts. Or if you logged on to the best bets page, you might have scrolled down past my baseball selections, and you would have seen a pick on the (laughs) IIHF World Junior Championships for Team Canada the other day, laying a goal and a half. And it was at even money. Canada wins the game 6-3. to And it cashed. And you're like, World Junior Championship? What are we talking about, Scott? Well, the World Juniors is one of my favorite events to bet on. Probably for the past, maybe, I don't know, four or five seasons. I'm trying to think of the, uh, let's see, um, the last, um, I want to see, let's see, the last group, 2000, let's see, the U.S. won last year, 2021, USA won, game was in Edmonton. Uh, they beat, uh, let's see, they beat Canada. And... I guess 2017, that was a big year. USA won that year, 2017, and uh, that team had, it was just stacked with future NHL talent. I mean, the United States team that beat Canada in the gold medal game was just, you know, literally filled with NHL talent. Uh, You had, let's see, the goals... Um, I mean Charlie McAvoy, and it's you know, you know, you had Dylan Strom, uh, Barzal, Troy Terry. <laughs> these are all NHL players. Clayton Keller. These are all NHL studs right now. It's amazing. And then a couple of years ago, you had players. You know, Spencer Knight in goal for the U.S. So it's like it's the stars of tomorrow playing in this tournament. And you can look at the rosters if you do a little research and you can see the talent mismatch from these teams. Whereas a team like the United States will have, and Canada, every single player drafted to an NHL roster or at least draft eligible this coming season, uh, some players playing for major college programs, versus some international teams that don't necessarily have the same caliber of talent. This event usually takes place 
December to January. It was canceled this past year due to COVID. And I didn't know that they were restarting it here in the summer. And to my surprise, I'm, you know, messing around and I'm looking at, you know, some odds and stuff and I see odds on it. And I was like, wow, this it's going on right now. So we start following it. We bet Canada the other day. They won. Now the preliminary round is over. We're into the quarterfinals. Here are your quarterfinal matchups. Starting here on Wednesday. You got Germany against Finland. Finland is minus three and a half goals in this matchup. Over the course of this tournament, and I'll give you the standings here. Finland has allowed, or Finland has scored 22 goals. They have allowed 13 goals. And their opponent, Germany, has scored 10 goals and allowed 13. So no real feel on both of these teams. The total, the under is, the total is six and a half. And it's hard to look at a team like Finland covering a three and a half goal spread with a total that low, unless you, your handicap on this game is that it's going to be a 4 nothing game, 5 nothing game. The next game is Latvia against Sweden, total of six. Sweden is also minus three and a half goals. Sweden has scored 15 goals in this tournament. They have only allowed seven. Latvia, meanwhile, upside down as they have scored 10 goals and allowed 16. This would be a spot where I actually like maybe Sweden minus the three and a half goals. Let's look at the games, though, what we have seen from Sweden so far in this tournament. They beat Switzerland 3-2. to two. They beat Austria 6 nothing, And they lost to the United States 3-2. And they beat Germany 4-2. to two. So they haven't really blown anybody out besides Austria. And for Latvia... In their games, they lose 6-1 to Finland. Then they lose 5-2 to Canada. They lost 3-2 to Slovakia. And then a 5-2 win over the Czech Republic. Honestly, if I'm looking at this, I probably probably like the over six goals. At minus 120. That would be the play for me. Over six goals between Latvia and Sweden. Now, again, it's an elimination game, so you got to think maybe scoring is down. I don't know. But if it is a close game, like a 3-2 game, you get an empty netter, now it's 4-2. to two Because elimination game, empty netters are possible. But here's the games I'm focusing on, because these are the teams that I think have a complete talent mismatch. Canada against Switzerland. The United States against the Czech Republic. Canada is a five-and-a-half goal favorite against Switzerland. Now, why is Canada that heavily favored? Well, it's, it, it makes sense because they've absolutely just dominated in the games that they've played this year. Canada so far for the tournament has scored 27 goals. They have only allowed seven. And, in their, and, and they're playing against uh, Switzerland here, who has only scored eight goals and allowed 15. Here are the results for both of these teams. Canada beat Latvia 5-2. to two. Then they blew out Slovakia 11-1. to one. 
They beat the Czech Republic 5-1 to and then a 6-3 win over Finland. So their closest game has been three goals. For their opponent, Switzerland, they lost their first game 3-2 to Sweden. Then they lost 7-1 to the United States, and that is the, that's the best comparison here. When you're looking at the U.S. and the Canada and you're handicapping these two teams, they're obviously the closest in talent, so that's the comparative play. USA beat the same Sweden team, excuse me, the same Swiss team, 7-1. to The Swiss then went on to lose 3-2 to Germany, and they won 3-2 against Austria. Here's the play I like here. Over 7.5. Because I think it's very easy to see a 6-2 finish, which goes over the 7.5. You'll have 8 goals scored, but... Canada doesn't cover five and a half goals. They only win by four goals. This could be a 7-1 finish, which would be the same score that the U.S. beat Switzerland by. That would go over seven and a half, and they win by six, so they would cover five and a half, sure. But I think five and a half is just very high. I think Canada is very comfortable winning by five goals, winning by four goals. I'd rather play the over seven and a half. Now, Canada can score eight goals by themselves in this spot. And I guess that's the one concern is if you don't think Switzerland's going to score any. But I think with it being an, uh, an elimination game, and I think with uh, a little, you know, kind of a cakewalk for Canada, they relax in the third period, and uh, Switzerland keeps their foot on the gas. They might get a goal or two in the third period. Garbage time stuff. And uh, Canada winds up walking away with, you know, a 7-2 to two win, 8-2 to two win, something like that. So I like to, I'm going to play the over 7.5 at minus 125 up on DraftKings, Canada, and Switzerland. Even it could be 6-3. It could be a 6-3, 7-3 game, whatever it is. I think I'm more confident in the game going over 7.5 than Canada winning by six goals. This next game, though, USA-Czech Republic, you got to bet this before this moves. USA minus two and a half goals. It's at minus 140 right now up on DraftKings. The United States has scored 22 goals in this tournament. They have only allowed four. Their defense and goaltending have been incredible. Meanwhile, taking a look at the Czech Republic, for the tournament, they have scored 11 goals. They have allowed 18 goals. The United States results here, they beat Germany 5-1. to one. They beat Switzerland 7-1. to one. They shut out Austria 7-0 and a 3-2 win over Sweden in their final game. For um, the Czech Republic, they had a 5-4 win over Slovakia, a 4-3 loss to Finland, then a 5-1 loss to Canada. There's your comparative score, 5-1. And then a 5-2 loss to Latvia in their final preliminary game. I think the USA wins this one comfortably by three or more goals. I don't like the over seven because I think this could be a 4 nothing USA win. I think it could be a 5 nothing USA win. I don't think Czech Republic scores a goal on the United States, so I'll go over two and a half, uh, excuse me, minus two and a half for the United States at minus 140. So two plays for Wednesday, World Junior Championships, Canada, Switzerland, over seven and a half. USA minus 
two and a half. The Canada total is minus 125. USA minus two and a half goals is minus 140. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll check in with our very own Matt Humans. We'll see if he has any thoughts on the World Junior Championships. Probably doesn't. <laughs> but I also have to talk to him about something that he made me do today. I'll explain coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Pocket cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. At the draft. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now, our senior editor here at VSIN. He is our very own Matt Humans. And Matt, I did something today, my producer Jason and I, and it's because of you. We both had, for the first time ever, Freddy's Steak Burgers. Okay. And it's all because of you and your fast food write-up up on vcin.com. And I got to tell you something. It was legit. It's pretty good, isn't it? It was legit. I had the number two, the bacon uh, double uh, burger, and uh, I was extreme. uh, You know what? I... I wasn't. It's not like I was surprised because I went in with high expectations after reading your article, <laughs> but I was I was very satisfied. Very satisfied. I will go back. I'm glad uh, glad to hear that because I'm disappointed in Jason, your producer, too, because he's he's built himself. He's touted himself as a fast food fanatic, and he'd never been to Freddy's until today. It's inexcusable. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you guys finally made it there today to see. Uh, how great Freddy's can be. It, it, to me, it's what Steak and Shake used to be, and Steak and Shake was 24 hours, and that's part of what made it so great. You could go through the drive through at, you know, 4 in the morning and get a steak burger. I did that hundreds of times. Uh, the Freddy's is, is high quality. It, you know, it's all, it's hard to separate those places like Shake Shack, 
Uh-huh. Uh, these all those places are outstanding. There might be one day of the week where I prefer Shake Shack, and another day I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to Freddy's. Those are all, you know, A-listers, top 10 fast food franchises. I would love for you to go on a tour of the country and do like a, like a ballpark food uh, review. Like, get me the, like, you know, I, I would love for you to try all the, the, the stadium food around the country and really critique it. Because we've, I've seen those articles before, but I don't trust them like I trust you. So I think you would have better reports on this kind of stuff. I've been to most of the stadiums around the country. Uh, I, did, I didn't do the official fast food reviews at all the stadiums I've, I've been to. I remember going to uh, Cincinnati and I ate like uh, eight Skyline Chili Dogs at a Reds game one time. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, but uh, that's a good idea, Scott. Well, uh, I'll keep that in mind someday if I have the time. Yep. Um, what, you, what, you know, speaking of uh, baseball, what the hell's going on with the New York Yankees? I'm going to ask you this. If we put together a VSN all-star lineup uh, the last three days, we would have scored one run fewer than the Yankees did. <laughs> it is kind of baffling when you think about how bad they've been, but when you when you think about who they're missing from their lineup, you can kind of justify it. Without DJ LeMayhew and without Giancarlo Stanton, and yes, I'll even say it, without Matt Carpenter in the lineup, yeah. they lose a ton of production, and until they get LeMayhew and Stanton back, I don't know if this offense is going to turn it around. You know, that's uh, a great point. I, I don't like to make, make excuses, but the Yankees, I, I think, do have a little bit of an alibi here because Matt Carpenter was uh, really hitting well when he went down, and D.J. LeMahieu, to me, is kind of like the trigger man for the offense. Everybody talks about Aaron Judge. He's been phenomenal. But I think D.J. LeMahieu is kind of the guy, what they say, the spot straw that stirs the drink, the guy that trigger up that offense. I love LeMahieu. You know, Stanton... Uh, to me, that's not the biggest deal because he always seems to have some sort of injury off and on. He's in and out of the lineup. You got to find a way. You got to find ways to compensate without Stanton because you know at some point he's going to get injured. But yeah, Lemayhew and Carpenter being out's been a big deal. Rizzo was out a little bit, but I still don't want to uh, give the Yankees an easy way out here because you got to do better than this. It's not like they've been getting shut down by all-star pitchers. Uh, the last few days, and to me, it's a little bit embarrassing. What, what have they lost now? 11 of the last 13, Scott? Yep, and what's crazy yeah. is when you look at um, the it's not it's their offense because it's not the pitching. They have lost six straight games now in which their pitchers have given them a quality start. The last time that happened for the Yankees was 1979. I'm going to guess that was before, your, uh, before you were born. Slightly, yes. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's been quite a while. Uh, I'm not going to hit the panic button on the Yankees because we got a, you know, they've got a month and a half or so to get things straightened out and get some of these injured guys back in the lineup. But man, it's it's tough to watch this team right now. And I think if you're handicapping the Yankees right now, you got to look to I think bet against or pass because you can't expect this team to to bounce back offensively right now. You know how it is in baseball. When you get in the slump, it's hard to get out of it. Mm-hmm. The last seven games, they've scored only nine runs combined. They've been shot out four times in their last ten games. Unbelievable. <laughs> that is not the New York Yankees. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, a team that's also uh, in a little bit of a, a batting, hitting slump right now is the New York Mets. 
as they were shut out here by the Atlanta Braves. They were uh, blown out the other night by the Braves, 13-1, to so just one run over the last two games for the New York Mets. When you look at the National League East, do you think the Mets should be a little bit concerned here about the Braves creeping up on them? Of course, I think you got to be a little bit concerned. I still love the way the Mets uh, set up for the postseason. Yes. When, you, when you're talking about Scherzer and DeGrom, you and I have talked about that before. I don't think there's a team better set up for playoff success than the Mets are, and that's why I've got a future on the Mets to win the World Series. I think it's going to be a tough out when they get to the playoffs. Hopefully they can find a way to score runs when DeGrom pitches. <laughs> uh, for some reason, they can't score when he takes the mound. But, yeah, that leads – down to three and a half games, and the Braves have won eight in a row. So, yeah, of course, the Mets have got to be, uh, got to be a little bit concerned and looking over their shoulder a little bit. But I, I still like their chances when we get to October. Well, I'm playing the Mets here on Wednesday. It's at minus 150 now, and I recommend jumping in on this overnight line before this thing shoots mm-hmm. up to, like, minus 190. Max Scherzer's on the hill, and only one time this entire season – the Mets have lost three games in a row. They have the best record in Major League Baseball after a loss, now 31-10 and 10 after a loss, after losing back-to-back games here on Monday and Tuesday. You know, the Mets are three games ahead, ahead of the Yankees right now, and I think if you go back to around July 4th, I think the Yankees were like 10 games up on the Mets. <laughs> uh, think about that for a second. Give me uh, your quick estimation of... Uh, Polar Bear Pete Alonso and his chances to win MVP. It, but the two Cardinals are just having phenomenal seasons. And I know that mm-hmm. everyone's talking about Paul Goldschmidt, but really the guy who deserves more look is what Nolan Arenado's doing for for the for the Cardinals. And the Cardinals wind up winning the Central Division. I think both Cardinals are gonna get more love than Pete Alonso, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the case too. Alonso's what, second, I think, in all of baseball and RBIs with mm-hmm. 97. But Gold, Goldschmidt's had a phenomenal season. Arenado, too. Uh, and don't overlook would, don't overlook <laughs> Austin Riley in Atlanta, you know? I mean, it, this guy is, at one point, he was, he was rival, uh, you know, he was right there with Aaron Judge as the two of them were battling for like a two-week span of, of hitting home yeah. runs and producing. So Austin, Austin Riley could jump in this mix as well. Uh, he certainly could. Scott, let's wrap up this segment with uh, golf real quick. I hope you had Will Zalatoris last weekend. I did not. Oh, no. I no. know. Okay. I know. I did not. Uh, I stuck with him. We had the VSIN Invitational Golf Tournament the previous weekend. I had a couple guys really kind of give me a hard time. I go, Why do you keep betting Will Zalatoris? I said, he's too talented. He's going to win. You don't want to be sitting on the sideline when he cashes. And I didn't. I wasn't crazy about his chances, but I really did like his chances last week. And I played him with 30 to one. It was a loaded field. And, uh, Willie Z, I I think when guys are grinding for that first PGA tour win, uh, I like to bet, uh, guys in that situation. Cameron Young is in that situation right now. Again, this week, I played John Rahm at 14 to one driving is going to be really important. Uh, this week in the BMW championship, this is the second of the FedEx cup playoffs events. Rahm, uh, started off the year red hot. Really has been a disappointment. I think he's going to finish strong. He tied for fifth last week with Tony Finau. I played Rahm at 14-1. to 1. I saw it circle right now. He's down to plus 925. So he must be taking some pretty sharp money on John Rahm. Uh, also played Finau at 17-1. to 1. Colin Morikawa, I think, sets up really well for this course with his iron play. I got him at 23-1. to 1. And I did take Cameron Young 
Uh, hopefully this kid catches for me at some point. Cameron Young, I got a twenty-eight to one this week. Ooh, okay. What? Uh, how about mm-hmm. my? How about my dude, Shane Lowry, real quick? Now that's the guy you've been betting every week, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, but you gave up on Willie Z. I did. Okay. Okay. Well, because the like number, because the mean, price, the price on Willie, it, 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 we weren't, we weren't getting the value that we were getting earlier. You know, it's like no, he, but it was. It was still juicy. It was twenty five to one this weekend. I know. Yeah, it was thirty to one last weekend, and uh, like you said, when I first started betting Willie Z in late January, it was forty to one when he lost in that playoff at Tory Pines. I thought thirty was a a fair number last week. Matt, let's talk football. I want to find out what you got cooking here. Coming up next, he's Matt Humans. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the Look Ahead here on Vsin. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, rejoined by our very own Matt Human, senior editor here at VSIN and contributor to our football betting guides, both college, which is out now, and the pro football betting guide, which is going to drop next week. What have you been working on, Matt, for the pro football betting guide? Obviously, uh, best bets on win totals. Uh, maybe a Super Bowl sleeper. I got I got a, a team that I think sort of qualifies as a long shot. And uh, also previews on the NFC East, AFC West. And uh, I can tell you that as far as the NFC East goes, I, I started talking about the Eagles in May. So I, I'm not one of the people who jumped on the bandwagon mm-hmm. here late. Uh, unfortunately, the Philadelphia is getting a little bit too popular with a lot of people now. And I, I thought in May this was going to be a hot team. And actually, the win total for the Eagles opens eight and a half. Yeah. It's up to nine and a half now. So hopefully, if uh, you bet the Eagles, you were early to the party, not late, because that eight and a half is a much better number. But I still think Philly's a team capable of winning 10. If look at the talent around Jalen Hurts. And it started with the, you know, the trade with uh, Tennessee on draft day for A.J. Brown. You've got speed and depth at the receiver position, at the running back position. Offensive line, I think, is the top 10 offensive line in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts, there are a lot of skeptics about Hurts, but I love his leadership. I think his arm strength is good enough. It's probably, he's probably got a little bit below average arm strength. He needs to work on his accuracy. Of course, he's not the perfect quarterback. He's still a young guy, but I love the way Philly has surrounded him with the supporting cast. I think it's capable of uh, – helping him get it to the next level. That's what you've got to do with a young quarterback. You've got to give him help. That's what the Dolphins are trying to do with Tua. That's what the Bears have not done with Justin Fields. And when I look at the Cowboys, I see an offensive line that's really deteriorated over the past couple of years. The wide receiver cores, then you, you traded, uh, well, you let Amari Cooper get away. Uh, Michael Gallup's going to be injured when the season starts. Uh, Zeke Elliott is a step slow. 
And Tony Pollard's been the best running back the Cowboys have had the past couple of years. But that Dallas offensive line is not what it used to be when Zeke was, you know, leading the NFL in rushing or one of the most feared backs in the NFL. You look at the Dallas defense, I think the pass rush is going to be okay. But Dallas cannot afford many injuries on that defense, or it's going to be big trouble. I've got a lot of question marks about the secondary and coverage. Uh, I like the Eagles better than the Cowboys in the NFC East. And uh, I actually played the Eagles to win the division at plus 185, and I bet the Cowboys under the win total. I bet that under 10.5 at minus 145. A lot of books are at 10 right now, but I think you could still find 10.5 out there. At, I know bet MGM in town and maybe another spot, but um, I think the Cowboys are going to underachieve this year. They've got a much tougher schedule than they had a year ago. And I like this Eagles team, and uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to surprise a lot of people this year. I'm 100% on board like you. I've been on the Eagles for the past several months and uh, am completely on board with them winning the NFC East. You mentioned you did the AFC West as well. A lot of hype surrounding our Las Vegas Raiders here in town, but this is an extremely difficult division. How do you see it playing out? Yeah, it's crazy. When you look at the AFC West, uh, you know, I was doing a ranking of my top 16 quarterbacks in the NFL, just something we were going to talk about on tomorrow's show, because uh, DraftKings put out a tweet tonight, is Derek Carr a top 10 quarterback? So I went through a bunch of numbers and ranked them, and I was finishing that when uh, when you called. I've got Derek Carr, number 12, in the NFL, not in the top 10, uh, but on the fringe of it. And when you look at the AFC West, it's crazy. Uh, there's no team, there's no division deeper and better than this top to bottom. The Raiders are picked to finish last. Uh, you're getting a 6-1 to one odds or so on the Raiders to win the division. They're the, the fourth choice. And they won 10 games last season and went to the playoffs and they added Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. And you look at the quarterbacks in the division, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. I've got Justin Herbert number five in my quarterback rankings. Uh, I love that kid, and I liked him in Oregon. And uh, I thought the Chargers got a steal in the draft when he slipped a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the AFC West, really tough to predict. I think the Chiefs are probably not going to decline as much as some people think. Uh, I would say because... They did, they did a really good job, I think, replenishing their wide receiver talent after they let uh, Tyreek Hill go. So uh, the Chiefs probably have still have to be the favorites. I think the Chargers really closed the gap. You can't count out the Broncos with Russell Wilson. And uh, who knows, man, the Raiders, I, I wouldn't bet them at 6-1. to one. If, if you gave me 10-1, to one, I, I would consider it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Raiders have to be considered as legit contenders. When you add Adams and you look at Waller and Hunter Renfro and all the talent on that offense, the Raiders could be, Scott, it might be worth a shot at 20 to one odds to bet on the Raiders to be the highest scoring team in the NFL. Well, I was going to mention that because I think the Raiders are going to be an over machine and Mm -hmm. I am going to be playing the over pretty much in every Raiders game this season because I think they're going to score a ton of points and against the other teams in this division, they're also going to be involved in a ton of shootouts. And we're already seeing yeah. these totals be sky high for these Raider games this year. And I think you look at what week one, it's a fifth, what is it, 52, I think it is. Um, let me mm-hmm. see. Uh, yeah, 51 and a half Raiders Chargers. I don't want any part of this under. Of course not. So <laughs> I'm going to play the over right. in all of these Raiders games. 
Yeah, and some of these defenses in the AFC West uh, are going to be pretty good, but they're going to get lit up because of the quarterback talent uh, in the division. We just, we just talked about those four guys, man. They, all these offenses are going to be able to score. And not only that, you know, we're seeing the NFL's emphasis now on illegal contact penalties, which is going to help offense e- even more. Last week, the preseason totals, the openers averaged 33 points. This week, actually, they averaged 33 and a half last week, 41 this week. After all those, uh, I think it was 15 or 16 illegal contact penalties mm-hmm. last week. And that's just going to, uh, I think, handcuff defenses even more and make it a more passing-oriented game. And we talked about those four quarterbacks in the AFC West. I do think uh, you're probably right. You're going to see a lot of shootouts in that division. When it comes to uh, the player prop market, is there anything that you've identified right now on the board that you like to play? Uh, I have not. I was talking about that with Mike Pritchard uh, yesterday afternoon after the show because he asked me if I thought Jalen Hurts was worth a shot. We were talking about Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts. I said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to – 30 to 1 is the best number I see on Trey Lance as an MVP. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I think, is going to have a big season, but uh, I'm not going to bet him to win MVP. And actually, I have not bet any uh, player props in terms of, uh, you know, most receiving yards, most rushing mm-hmm. yards, things like that. I've, I have not bet any of those yet. How many, how many of those bets do you have in your pocket? I've got mostly team futures at this point. Yeah, I got a few. Uh, I, I, they're all unders because uh, unders is the way to go in the player prop market because you're just an, you're an injury away from pretty much cashing every sure. single bet. Uh, and if you look, mm-hmm. the stats show that under player propositions hit at like sixty something percent over the past couple of seasons. So it's a more profitable angle to attack the prop market. I know everyone's in love with overs, right? Joe Public loves betting the overs. Let me get over this guy yards, over this guy touchdowns, but you're one injury away from, you know, the the the, the bet going bust. One the prop that I love the most uh-huh. is Matthew Stafford under 4500 uh passing yards. I think yeah. that this elbow issue is going to be a thing. And I could see him missing time this year because of it. They won the Super Bowl last year. There's not a, there's not as much pressure to play through pain. And if it's just going to take a couple of weeks to get this thing fixed, he might as well take some time and get this thing fixed. Plus, I think with the amount that he threw last year, there's going to be more of a focus on the running game. Kevin O'Connell is now gone. He's in Minnesota. So I don't think they're going to pass as much as they did last year. I love Matthew Stafford to go under this number. Yeah, I think that's a really good handicap, too. I was talking about that one yesterday. This elbow injury Stafford's dealing with right now, this is something that goes back to last season. Mm-hmm. But last, last season, season, you play through pain because you have a chance to win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl for the first time in your career. Now that you've won it, right. you might as well take a couple of games off. And I think he will. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Sean McVay sits him from time to time just to protect that elbow injury. So I think that's a pretty sharp play, man. All right, Matt, I always appreciate you. Thank you for the recommendation about Freddy's because my dinner tonight (laughs) was excellent. And uh, I'll be sure to continue checking off the places on your list up on vcin.com. All right, you bet, buddy. Thanks. There he is, our very own Matt Humans. Catch him on the edge here on vcin. He's our senior editor. And uh, the pro football betting guide will be out for vcin all-access subscribers coming up here later on uh, this week. Uh, I think next week, actually, is when it drops. But the college football betting guide is currently available now for you vcin all-access subscribers. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. We'll take a look at the Major League Baseball board coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin. 
to find all of our podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Team with Team Trends power ratings and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's take a look at the Major League Baseball board coming up here on Wednesday. Uh, went over some situational spots coming up, but let's run through the entire board and see what we have here. A uh, couple of day games, 12.35 Eastern time, first game, uh, first pitch. Reds and Phillies from Cincinnati. Phillies are minus 170 with Ranger Suarez on the hill against Nick Lodolo. Uh, Suarez, the last time we saw him, was against the Mets. Seven innings, three hits, just one run allowed. And Nick Lodolo is probably top-of-the-rotation guy, but... It's not like he's been great. Last time gave out four, uh, gave up four runs in four and two thirds innings to the Cubbies. I expect the Phillies to get the sweep here. Um, I like the over eight and a half, um, but yeah, the Phillies probably should sweep behind Ranger Suarez. Cubs take on the Nationals. Uh, Drew Smiley goes uh, for the Cubs. Corey Abbott goes for the Nationals. Uh, Corey Abbott this year. Uh, last time out, three runs in on four innings, seven runs in three and two-thirds the time before that. And uh, this season, Abbott, um, three games started. He's got two losses. He's got a 5.94 ERA. Last season, Abbott pitched eight games for the Chicago Cubs. I would imagine the Cubbies have a pretty good scouting report on Corey Abbott, and I like the Cubs to win this game against the lowly Nationals. Uh, the Royals take on the Twins. Drew Lynch goes for KC. Tyler Molly for Minnesota. Twinkies are minus 190 in this spot. Total of eight and a half. Uh, since coming over to the Minnesota Twins, 
Tyler Molly has made two starts. He's got a 3.00 ERA in those two starts. Uh, he gave up zero runs in six innings to the Angels, four runs in six innings to Toronto. Uh, continuing to take a look here at the board as we move along, the Orioles take on the Blue Jays. Toronto looking to avoid the sweep. This is a getaway spot for Baltimore. It's a 3.07 Eastern time first pitch. Orioles, Blue Jays from Toronto. After the game, the Orioles will hop on a plane, fly home to Baltimore, where they will play the Cubs for one game. Also, a 3 o'clock Eastern time, so an afternoon start uh, in Camden Yards on Thursday. Toronto's a heavy favorite, minus 170, with Ross Stripling on the hill against uh, Voth. I like Toronto to win this game and avoid the sweep. I don't like the price, though, and I'm not comfortable with the run line. Why am I not comfortable with the run line? Because the Orioles are the best team in Major League Baseball against the run line, while the Blue Jays are the worst team in Major League Baseball on the run line. So I wouldn't lay minus a run and a half here with the Blue Jays. But at 170, maybe find a parlay. Maybe you can put the Blue Jays in a parlay piece or if you're willing to lay 170. But if this line does move, I don't like betting the Blue Jays, you know, let's say tomorrow gets to 190, 180. I don't like the price and I don't like laying the one and a half. Mariners take on the Angels. No line out just yet. Tiki Toussaint goes for the Angels. George Kirby for the Mariners. Padres look to avoid the sweep against the Marlins. Mike Clevenger against Pablo Lopez. San Diego minus 145. Love the Padres in this spot to avoid a sweep in a pretty much a must-win spot here. Or else, you know, they're watching their wild card standings just fly away. So the Padres desperately need a win, and I think they get one here against the Marlins. Red Sox take on the Pirates. Rich Hill goes for Boston. Rosne Contreras for the Pirates. I do not like betting on Rich Hill. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pirates win this game. Um, Red Sox beat the Pirates 5-3 to three, uh, here on Tuesday. Wouldn't be surprised if the Pirates get a win, or this game goes over the posted total of 8.5. But I would back Contreras over Rich Hill. Not an official play for me, but I would lean Pirates here at plus 130. Yankees take on the Rays. Corey Kluber goes for Tampa. Domingo Herman for the Yankees. And it's like, we doing this again, bruh? Yankees minus 145. Why? Why do they keep lining this team up as a favorite right now? They are 2-11 and 11 in their last 13 games. This is a bad team right now. There's no other way around it. This team is bad. They are not hitting. They've lost six straight games in which their pitcher has gone out and thrown a quality start. And I just don't see how you could be comfortable laying juice with the New York Yankees. So it's either bet the Rays or completely pass on this game. That's the way you got to look at it. And the Rays have a pretty good pitcher in Corey Kluber that could shut down the Yankees. So... It's either raise or pass. Tigers take on the Guardians. Cal Quantrill goes for Cleveland. Uh, Daniel Norris goes for Detroit. Last time we saw Norris, four and two-thirds shutout innings against the Chicago White Sox. So, uh, okay, we'll see. Daniel Norris, not too bad, not too shabby. Um, 
I lean Cleveland, but Norris is a little bit of an unknown, uh, you know, making another start here for the Tigers. So don't know if I can. I certainly can't lay 220 with the Guardians. Mets take on the Braves. We talked about this situational spot earlier. Max Scherzer on the hill. He's the stopper here, folks. Mets are minus 160 as the line just continues to rise. Bet this now. Bet this before this line shoots up to minus 190. The Mets are going to win this game. They've only lost three in a row one time this season. I like the Mets. I like the Mets in the first five. Jake Odorizzi for the Braves. This is a really good, favorable matchup for the Mets. Um, Last time Jake Odorizzi faced the Mets, he gave up two runs, uh, uh, three runs, excuse me, on six hits in four and two-thirds innings. And the last time he pitched uh, was on Friday against the Marlins. He gave up two runs on a home run, eight hits, though, in four innings. So in eight and two-thirds innings pitched, he's allowed 14 hits with the Atlanta Braves. Give me the Mets, minus 150. I got. I, I, I saw that. It's at minus 160 now. The only thing that worries me is maybe there's rain in the forecast. Could push this game back. We don't know. I like Max Scherzer. I like the Mets to avoid uh, losing three straight here. Cardinals take on the Rockies. Jordan Montgomery, who has pitched very well since being acquired from the New York Yankees. They go against uh, Herman Marquez, gets a start for Colorado. St. Louis is minus 205. The A's take on the Rangers, and it's going to be um, Cole Reagans getting the start for the Rangers against Adam Euler for or Oller for the um, for the A's. Texas minus 165, total of nine, no read there. Astros take on the White Sox, Framber Valdez, Michael Kopech, Houston minus 145. I like Houston in this spot, bounce back after their loss here that they suffered on uh, Tuesday, and I'll take Valdez over Kopech. Kopech's underlying numbers are really concerning. Surface numbers, okay. Underlying, ugh. Brewers take on the Dodgers. Tony Gonsolin against Eric Lauer. Dodgers, familiar spot. Back to being a favorite. They are minus 178. I do like the Dodgers in the spot. Just don't like laying that price. And Diamondbacks take on the Giants. Zach Davies against Carlos Rodon. The Giants are minus 220 here with Rodon. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Paul Stone, professional handicapper, will join the program at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, Once again, I gave out two plays for the uh, World Junior Championships coming up here on uh, Wednesday. Canada and Switzerland over 7.5 goals, minus 125, and the United States minus 2.5 goals against the Czech Republic. That's minus 140. You can find those plays up on the DraftKings Sportsbook quarterfinals of the World Junior Hockey Championships coming up here on Wednesday. I'll tweet out when the baseball card is up, but I'm going to have some early plays up. So if you are a subscriber, wake up, see your email. You'll get some plays in there that I'll already post. And then we'll get to the play of the day on Twitter as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, 
1365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.